Hello everyone, this is Molly from the Casually Molly podcast, and I just wanted to introduce you to my new friends at The Natty Cat. This one is for all you cool cats and kittens who can't get enough of wordplay and fur babies. The Natty Cat's natural soy candles feature inventive scent combinations in glass jars with clever kitties on the labels. The scent of furry sweater weather takes holiday candles to a new level with a blend of eucalyptus, mint and pine, and a slightly disgruntled Persian sporting a red sweater. Because who doesn't want to dress up their cat? The Smoke and Puss features 007's cat counterpart, along with the flavors of orange blossom, cedar, and incense. Hand purred with locally sourced natural soy wax, the Natty Cat's candles, wood wicks, create a cozy fireside crackling sound, perfect for curling up on the couch. Thank you so much for tuning in, and remember to stay safe and look at the Natty Cat on Facebook and Instagram. Have you ever wanted to get your shit together? Scrap it, look through the lens and capture it But first world problems are getting you down Disabled, salty, need a laugh to fix that frown <laughs> Well you can do all those things and so much more Just grab a seat in the chair with the floor Sit back, relax, recline While she drops another casual line you're tuned into Casually Molly with Molly and Bergie. All right. Welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. I am your host, Molly Ambergie. Normally, we have a lot of St. Louis entertainment, comedians, but today we are reaching out to my hometown of Cincinnati, Ohio, and we are with Kayla Robison. How are you doing? Good. <laughs> How are you? Thanks for having me on. Oh my God, of course. Well, I, I wanted to reach out because uh, Kayla and I were just talking, obviously during sound and figuring out our mics and everything. And Kayla and I have a lot of mutual friends, one of them being my very own loving sister, who I said I would give a shout out to, Allie Tolbert. So <laughs> shout out to her. Hi, Allie. I actually, <laughs> hi, Allie. And uh, Kayla, I'm, I'm so happy to talk to you. I really missed Cincinnati a ton. I grew up there. I lived there after I came, you know, home from college and I ended up back here in St. Louis. But how is St. or St. Louis? How is Cincinnati holding up during this time of COVID, Corona? What's happening over there? Yeah. Um it's a mix of like obviously amazing. Everyone's doing pretty well. Um mm -hmm. and then you have those few who like to ruin it for some of us. So Nice. Uh, we did just have, we just opened up, um, let's see, bars and restaurants this weekend. And if there were a few bars who were not abiding by the, the protocols and the rules, so they kind of ruined it for, not necessarily ruined it for everybody, but they did get a firm warning of like, Hey, if you guys do this, we're going to take away your liquor license. So yeah, um, for me, you know, it's nerve wracking because for, you know, I'm in the restaurant scene, I'm in the business and I don't want someone else's lack of responsibility to affect my business. Um, right. So hopefully people get their head out of their butts and uh, just listen to the damn rules. <laughs> like, yeah, just listen to the damn rules. That's all I tell yeah. people all the time. Just like, as long as you do what you're told, you abide like by health code, like just like anything, I feel like this is something that should have been done even beforehand. Like, you know, just like, don't ruin it for other people. But I, mm -hmm. what I love about you is I really enjoyed actually how you've been doing, I read an article on, I think it was Cincinnati Magazine, am I correct? Mm -hmm. And you're yep. doing quarantine with Kayla. And I quarantine think that is the cutest. Kayla. Yeah. Yep. Tell us a little bit about that. And then we'll get into your, uh, your background in a second. Yeah. So once um, I got laid off, I mean, I was laid off March 15th and I've spent my entire life cooking basically since I was 14 years old. So um, to like all of a sudden be on, you know, unemployment and like just sitting on my butt, like that's not who I am. So I mm. wanted to, you know, turn a sour situation into some positive. And so I started doing uh, quarantine cooking with Kayla, which is where my daughter and I do cooking segments at our house and um, teach folks at home how to do really simple, delicious meals on a budget. 
Um, and then I decided to kind of like roll with that concept because we were getting up to 10,000 viewers at a time. So then I was like, well, let's turn this into a business or at least generate some business out of it um, and make it easier for the folks at home. So we started selling meal kits at the restaurant just to help bring in some revenue for the restaurant while we were closed, um, yeah. which definitely helped. People were so generous. They bought gift cards along with the meal kits and we would sell a lot of booze like people i think drank more than oh hell yeah during this time <laughs> yeah. so, like, we were selling a Hi, lot of booze. Me. Yeah. yeah so it was it was really fun it was something again that like i don't really you know as a chef you would think we cook all the time at home we don't cook at home really at all so to actually enjoy and use my kitchen appliances here like these pots and pans had not seen action for a long time until quarantine and um <laughs> finally you know put them to work and it was great and it was fun to spend some time with my daughter and kind of do what it is i love with her and she's a natural on camera she's just a full-blown entertainer so uh she she i think it became the dre show <laughs> like more than it became a cooking <laughs> show I so. love that she's a part of it, though. Like, uh, so why don't you tell us? Because you know we are here in St. Louis. Why don't you tell for people who are watching who maybe aren't familiar with your history? How you were just saying you were talking about cooking at the age of fourteen. How did we get to where we are today? Quarantine cooking with Kayla and Dre. <laughs> yeah, did not mean I to like make that. that quarantine rhyme, cooking with Kayla and Dre. I like that. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's see, I grew up in North Dakota originally, a uh, small town, an hour north of Fargo. Everyone knows Fargo. Um, yeah. In the movie and the show. Uh, <laughs> and everything on it is very true. We all have those funny accents and, and whatnot. Um, so I grew up there, uh, started working in the restaurant industry right at 14 and wanted to be in the back of house after about six months of working. Um, as a coffee pourer girl at a buffet, I just basically went around and just poured coffee for all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I saw just how much fun the back of house was having. And I had asked my boss, like, how do I get back there? And he's like, well, girls don't work in the back. You know, that's you're you're meant to be out here. The boys handle the back. And I kept bugging him for like another six months until he finally was like, I'll make a deal with you. You wash dishes and bust tables and prove that you can, you know, handle the workload. I'll put you in the back. So uh, I did that and eventually got a back of house job with them and had kind of been in the back of house ever since. Good for you. Then, I love yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, uh, let's see, I got pregnant young. Um, I mm -hmm. just graduated high school. I was a year out of high school. Um, I graduated high school actually early at 17. And so by 18, I found out I was pregnant, trying to decide what it is I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Sure. Mm -hmm. And cooking was something I knew how to do. Um, but I knew I wanted to go to college. It's something personally for myself that I wanted to achieve. I wanted to go to college and have a, uh, a college degree of some sort. And uh, then I found out, you know, Cincinnati has a really great um, culinary institute here, and I have family yeah. here as well. So when I was, uh, when my daughter was a year old, I moved here and started attending Midwest Culinary Institute, and that's kind of where it all just boomed, um, was yes. working for some great chefs. Um, I was a pastry chef at first, and then switched to the dark side and became... <laughs> an executive chef in 2015 for um, a local restaurant called uh, Nation Kitchen and Bar, which was, mm -hmm. or is a great number one burger joint in the city, actually. Oh, it's fantastic, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so I, I opened as their chef. This was like my first executive chef role at a brand new restaurant, and I was like, two months prior to that, I was a bartender and like just complete, <laughs> It was like a crazy transition. I mean, I'd worked in so kitchens. much going on. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I worked in kitchens. I was a pastry chef. I worked as a line cook and I was a bartender at the same time. I was doing so many things to make ends meet. You know, I'm a single mom. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And then these, uh, the owners just gave me an opportunity of a lifetime. I was 24 years old and the youngest and only female chef um, in the downtown area at that time. So, 
I was very fortunate um, and had been there for three years before I got the opportunity to take on the most iconic bar in Cincinnati and top 10 in the country, Arnold's Bar and Grill. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> just an amazing establishment in itself. It was the yeah, first exactly. restaurant I went to when I first moved to Cincinnati and fell in love with it. I just mm -hmm. could not believe something that had been here since 1861 still right though mm -hmm. was standing functioning and doing well and so um when the opportunity came that they were looking for a chef to come in and just redo the whole concept of the menu i just knew like i needed to be there so okay, I made the yeah in 2018 and and from there it's just been I've just had amazing opportunities. Your sister was with me when I was on the Today Show for Thanksgiving. I, know, I heard, yeah. yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> she, her and I uh, tore up the streets of New York. <laughs> I have no uh, doubt. I know my sister. <laughs> yeah, and she's hilarious because like, I wouldn't say she's a picky eater, but she just hasn't explored food. So just to be with somebody like she is like the person who I love to take out to eat because they will eat uh -huh. something like they don't they'll they're not picky they'll eat it but they don't know what they're mm. eating and they're just that yeah. whole new experience i think like asparagus was like a pretty common thing that most people have had in their lifetime and she's like what's this I'm like it's it's asparagus <laughs> <laughs> she's like whoa that's so good you know like it's like i'm sure her mind like was that. blown <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. oh my god so, i know um, her <laughs> Yeah, you know, I've been, it's been great. I, I've been on Food Network and on the Travel Channel. Um, I've been on the Cooking um, cooking Channel. You know, I've had a lot of really awesome national exposure, um, but nothing's just, nothing's like my little hometown. You know, Cincinnati's my new hometown, right? I've been here for almost 10 yeah. years now. So I love, like, I do weekly segments um, on the news and, and, um, I film things here and there for just local stuff. So, and then quarantine happened and that all came to a halt and decided to just make the studio in my place. Exactly. No, I, uh, I, I can relate because, you know, doing comedy and going to open mics and being a part of the community, that was always something I was doing. And then COVID happened and you're just like, well, how can I make the most out of a situation mm -hmm. that may or may not be the most positive or, you know, especially like you being a chef, you're working with food, you're around people a lot, you know, you're used to that community. Uh, so yep. what I've loved that you've done is you're using these Facebook live videos and including your daughter in it, which is making great memories for her as well. And we'll get into yep. that as well. But um, I think it's great that you're bringing her into it, which is why I wanted to ask, does she like have any interest maybe in being a chef now that she's seeing her mom do yeah. it or what's her? I don't know. She, <laughs> so she's grown up in the kitchen since forever. I mean, I've been mm -hmm. fortunate to work for people who knew my situation as a single mom, that there were times where the babysitter fell through and she would have to come to work with me, you know, like she grew up sitting in the corner on a pickle bucket watching me cook. Um, <laughs> so she, you know, she's she's definitely influenced by it. And she actually can cook herself. I mean, I, I can trust her to be like, you know, all right, dinner's on you tonight. You, you're, you can make whatever you want. And she'll actually whip up some pretty good stuff. I mean, it's really basic. She's Ted, but like she does pretty yeah. well. Um, her passion is music, actually. So... Um, she okay. just got accepted into SCPA. Oh, and, congratulations. Um, yeah, That's so exciting. You. So, um, which is great because music was something also I have been in my entire life. That's how I paid my way through college. I was in a cover band and, um, called Kayla and the Whiskey Boys and we oh, would okay. play three <laughs> sets a week and make money. And that's what paid my college bills. So. Um, it's cool to like also share like, you know, that's music, piano, guitar, singing, like those are like her passions as well as they were mine. But um, just to be able to relate to her in that way is pretty great as well. So it'll be interesting. I don't know who she's going to grow up to be, but I think she's on the right track. 
Yeah, I was about to say, maybe there'll be a little bit of both. Like, you know, she can be this like fantastic musician. And then all of right. a sudden she's like, maybe I'll just like open up a restaurant, just whip up some food on the side. You know, who, yeah. who knows anymore? I mean, the Wahlburgers, didn't they open up uh, <laughs> the Wahlburgers in Cincinnati? Is that still there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how long. I'm surprised they opened up just because, I mean, it sucks for them. They opened up like, and then like a few months later, they have to shut down. So um, it'll be interesting what places are able to make it out of this. Hopefully more than less. You know, I, I want everyone to come out on top of this. I don't want to see anybody fail. So uh, hopefully they pull through on it too. Yeah, I feel like that's something that because like I feel bad and I know a lot of podcasters and radio and anybody kind of feels the same way. We talk to a guest and we're like, hey, like, how are you doing? Like, what's happening? And I, it's same thing here in St. Louis is, you know, my mom will even call me and be like, hi, we're in Cincinnati. Like, uh, we're right near Finneytown area, if you know where that yep, is. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's us. And it's uh, it's so crazy because I have nothing to update her with. <laughs> like, I'm just like still here, still working, yeah. still trying to, you know, make sense of everything. Uh, but I love that you're kind of making, again, like I said earlier, uh, this into a positive experience for you. Uh, speaking of positive experiences, though, you have a great reputation of being the commander in beef. So yes. why don't you tell us a little bit about that and how that hashtag uh, made you uh, famous, even on Guy Fieri's grocery games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he loved that. They all love that. <laughs> um, so when I first started um, Nation, uh, it's a burger joint. And so like who I am as a chef is like, I'd love to know everything about everything. So when I wanted when to tell you what makes the best burger, I want to know all of the things back to the farmers as to how they raise their cattle to the slaughterhouse and how that process is done to the butcher, to what cuts they're going to use and how many mm -hmm. um, grinds they're going to put and to how the method of the burger is made. So that kind of tied into everything beef. I became obsessed with, I would go to the farms, I would just learn everything about them, understand the breeding concept and just like, just nerding out on all these things and then breaking down meats and stuff like that. I just think that's even fascinating and like utilizing every bit of a cow, an animal just in general or produce, whatever, you know, tickles your fancy. Um, but like, you know, just utilizing everything of a product. Um, so when I was like talking to a friend and it's no different, like when you're trying to come up with like um, a band name, right? You're like sitting there and you have like 20 names written down and then you just kind of get to the point where you're like, I don't even know, I'm just gonna pull one out of a hat. And so we were going back and forth of like names for my, my handle, right? Is that the Instagram yeah. handle, Twitter handle, and everything <laughs> like that. And so uh, Commander in Beef, you know, Commander in Chief, it was just like, okay, that's pretty fitting. Um, and, you know, did the whole Rosie the Riveter thing with it and got all cute. But yeah, um, yeah it, it just fit, you know. Um, it was interesting at first, I think. <laughs> Uh, I don't think when people were adding me, they thought I was necessarily a chef. I thought they, they probably thought I was part of another career. Uh, but it, it, they, they learned that it was just meat, like, like beef and yeah. not anything crazier than that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it was, it was a little odd at first, but, um, yeah. And just kind of stuck with it. And I've had, you know, people say, you know, you should probably change your name now to like Chef Kayla Robinson so you're easier to find. But, um, you know, I just love like Commander Beef is just different. And um, especially when I was on Food Network and they were like, that's what they would call me on set too. Like <laughs> my name was never used. It was, yo, Commander Beef, <laughs> like come over here. <laughs> and, and so like once the episode aired, I was like, well, I could never change my name now. I'm forever Commander and Beef. So um, I loved it. Yeah. We're, um, we're in, we're, that's a, that's the name. That's what I am. I, I love it. And I, I would never want you to change it. Like, yes, I, like my Instagram handle is just my first and last name, but I think that commander and beef actually is like, since you're known for it, it's more marketable for you when people search yeah. you because they're like, 
Kayla, she's the commander. And I mean, like, you've been in this industry for a long time. You do have command of it. It makes sense. Um, yeah. What I didn't realize, though, so I'm watching the episode on, you know, grocery games, and I didn't realize you had Filipino roots. I do. They're yeah. hidden. <laughs> They're hidden. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, my, my um, mom's side is Filipino. Okay. I think that's, that's so well-rounded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the only food she can make. So I grew up only eating like really Filipino food or it was funny. Like when we had, um, when, when I had friends over at my house and my mom would make like, like pork chops and potatoes and like a normal meal, there'd always be like a side of rice at every meal and i just thought that was normal so finally i had a friend be like why do you always have rice at your meal i'm like you guys don't like you don't right. have rice and soy sauce <laughs> with every meal like what's that um but yeah um definitely grew up in a filipino household um it a filipino influence household obviously like my mom uh married like my stepdad is very like small town country meat potato man so it's a good blended uh family but it's great because i i love the culture um and it got me to win the second round of guys grocery games so that was great <laughs> yeah um, absolutely but, yeah, yeah i uh i thought it was super cute though the first one the first meal that you made which was like that was the thing i was like dang i need to get back to cincinnati asap or just order one of your meals because all of them looked like something I would buy like you were and the best part was that first one you made you were like oh it's inspired by one of my favorite fast food restaurants and I was like Taco Bell she's talking about Taco Bell yep yep crunch wraps and cream so actually when I did that burger I went to Taco Bell and said like can you show me how you make your crunch wrap supreme can you show me how you fold it because I wanted to learn what? how to do it yeah Cause it was tricky. Like I was trying to figure it out when I was, I knew I wanted to do a quesadilla burger. Um, I mean the menu at nation kind of covers a lot of different burgers. Um, you know, the quesadilla was the Mexican inspired burger. So, um, but yeah, I wanted it to be like a crunch wrap Supreme. So I went to Taco Bell and asked them to show me their ways and they did. And then I did my version. Yes. Of Yes. Well, that's yeah. what I loved about it is that you did your own take and the Crunchwrap Supreme is also my favorite thing over at yep. Taco Bell. Like anytime I go through with my boyfriend, he doesn't even ask me anymore. He just goes, she's going to have the Crunchwrap Supreme. And I'm like, I'm not ashamed. It's fine. No, it's my favorite. It's so I like it. <laughs> it's, it's so like good. The, it's like perfectly, there's no mess. It's just like, it's just a pocket yeah. of love. And <laughs> All you just that's why I am so excited about yeah, you just exa explained exactly what my heart has felt in Taco Bell. It's a pocket of love. It's great. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. But my favorite I I also grew up in like, a, not a Filipino, but an Italian influence household. And so the last meal you made that cinched the deal with Guy was the Italian takeout pasta. And it was exactly mm -hmm. what I would have got. I feel like it's something that I would just make too. It's very simple. You've got the pasta mm -hmm. you put. I mean, I know that there was a mention of, you know, put some mozzarella cheese in it, but I, I personally liked your choice. I'm not a famous food critic, but it was good enough for me. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I, uh, <laughs> I'm like, not that my opinion matters as much, but what after oh, you cinch the deal. Does. <laughs> you know, it's funny. People say that people say that all the time. They're like, well, I'm not a professional yada yada, so I don't have like my opinion doesn't matter. It's like, well, if you think about it, 90% of my clientele are people who aren't professionals in it. So I want your opinion. You guys are the ones who to. Your opinion yes. matters most. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm going to remember that now. The next time I go to Arnold's when this all is over, I'm going to be like, um, is Kayla here because my opinion really matters and I need to explain. I'll still like, and I have a loud voice again, the loud Italian side. I'm just going to yell it out. Be like, this burger is great. Let me tell you what, <laughs> I'm going to make sure the whole Good. place gets excited. But uh, what I what I loved at the end of that episode, and I'm sure you feel the same way because it's your daughter, was that she, her request at the end was that she wanted to talk to Guy and Guy mm. was like, yeah, caller and like yep. i 
maybe it's quarantine. Maybe I'm just an emotional person, but I was like tearing up when I heard oh. her so excited. Everyone bawled. <laughs> everyone bald i get like so the episode re-airs quite a bit and i will get messages mm -hmm. from people on instagram like the crying emoji saying i just saw you one that's awesome you got to talk to your daughter it was great like, it, i just love that she because she experiences all these moments with you in the kitchen like you said she was on a pickle bucket and now like yeah. it's what and i'm sure you've said this too and i'm probably reiterating what you already know but what I love is that, you know, you being a mom and just you being you are setting such an awesome example for her. Uh, because yeah. again, like whether she goes like to the School of Creative Performing Arts in Cincinnati, whether she becomes a musician, like she saw her mom going after her passions. And I think that's something that sometimes as we get older, we forget, which is what I yeah. really, I told my sister this too, what I admire in you is that you're still doing that. Like you're still carrying out what you love, what you do. And being from somewhere like Cincinnati, like, you know, it means a lot to me too. It's still my hometown. And I just love that you're contributing that vibe and that example to our community. But I also think on a personal note, I think it's great that you're doing that for your daughter as well. Oh, so seeing you. that like, oh my God, oh my God, of course. Like I, you know, and I don't mean to get sentimental over you know, quarantine here, but it was great to like see that on TV and be like, oh my God, like, this is so great. And like, that Guy was, was really like, great. yeah, just call her. And I'm like, okay, you. Oh <laughs> man, I was like, it. first off, the show is like, you're there for 16 hours. So it's like a long day. So I, so by the time he was like, um, you know, announced that you win, if you're familiar with the show, you're usually supposed to go for a whole other round at the end, like mm -hmm. a scavenger hunt thing where that's where you earn your money. So I remember them like announcing like, oh, you won. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Oh, damn, I got a whole other round. Like I'm exhausted. Right. <laughs> and then, and then you know, when he was talking about, um, you know, what do you think your daughter's gonna say? And it was, it was her thing she'd asked like before I left. Um, Cause I usually always, anytime I leave town, I'm like, what do you want me to get you? What souvenir, yada, yada. And she was course, just like, I yeah. want to talk to Guy. And I was like, yeah, it's not going to probably happen, but we'll see what we can do. So <laughs> when he calls or when I call, I actually call my aunt Joey, who, you know, I call yeah. my aunt Joey's phone. Everyone knows she never answers her phone. And of course she didn't answer her phone. She could have, she could have been the one to talk to Guy as well. And she didn't answer her phone. So Dang then it, Joey. I called, uh, yeah, I know. I called my daughter. She has like a kid's Apple watch thing. So I called her on that and surprisingly she picked up and it of was course. just, it was such a perfect moment just to like hear her reaction. All the judges were like crying and the cameramen who are like grown ass men are crying <laughs> and like, there's like 30 people on set. There was not a dry eye in house. Like oh I was my God, a blubbering mess. And it was, it was so rewarding. Cause again, like you said, like I've spent so much of her life just missing out on a lot of things because I was just working all the time and trying to establish a career and always working three jobs at one time, always working 80 to hundred hours a week. And then to finally kind of like have her be a part of that moment where it just paid off. Um, mm -hmm. It was just, you know, it's a dream come true. Like the, that was something that was supposed to be my lifetime goal. Like it was supposed to take me entire lifetime to get to that goal. And I got mm -hmm. there and yes. now it's like, well now what's my new goals? You know, like it's crazy. It's a, it's a really surreal moment in the last year of just trying to figure out like all these things I've set for myself. Like when I was on the Today Show, like that was supposed, that was for me a long, long goal from like, that was supposed to take me till I was in my forties or fifties to make. And then I was able to do that on Thanksgiving day, yeah. you know? Right. It's just, I've checked crazy? off all these boxes and for my daughter to be a part of it. Like she was there on set as I well know. when I was on the Today Show and Hoda, gave her the biggest hug. She was so excited to meet her. And Dre, oh she's God. like, who are you? I don't know who you are. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, this is one of the most famous women in the entire world right now. And you're just like, don't touch me. <laughs> and Dre's like, she's not guy though. Like that's yeah. the thing. Like, it's like, especially like for you and I, yeah, we'd be like, oh my God, this is, 
Kathy and Hoda, like we all mm-hmm. grew up watching today's show, but for somebody, cause she, how old is she? 10, right? She's 10, so yeah. for her, yeah, she's like, yeah, she's like, no, are you kidding yeah. me? Like my, uh, like uh, literally any, yeah. Any 10 year old would be like, who's this lady? But that's, that's just kids. But I, what I love is that she's like, we can't get a hold of Joey, but this young one's got an Apple watch. And that's like the craziest thing that I, I, I don't like with kids. I'm like, I don't know how to use crap. And they're like, oh, one minute. Let me just tap oh, this in here. And <laughs> she's a pro. She's a pro. I mean, that's but what that's, kids are growing up with now. That's hard to say. That's what they're doing now. Like they're used to, yeah. even when I was a nanny, you know, the iPad, like I didn't even have an iPad. And they're like, all right, we have to have iPad time. And I get 10 minutes and he gets 10 minutes. And I'm like, could you also explain to me how this all works? Thank right. you. <laughs> my daughter had asked, she goes, mom, when you were my age, did you want to be a YouTube star? I was like, honey, YouTube was not around when I was your age. <laughs> like, no, was that was thing. the big thing. Oh my God. I remember when it first came out and Oprah had the uh, creators on and that's like mm-hmm. when uh, it was still like older Oprah and everybody was like, wow, like this is, what is this going to become? And now like YouTube, he's like, eh. Whatever. It's yeah. like either you're a star on it it's, or that's their what? Google now. Like that's just like their their go to uh-huh. on everything. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of go to's, you know, now that you said you're like you've got all these goals, you were on the Today Show, you know, you've been on grocery games, you've checked off all these boxes. What do you have planned now in your schedule? <laughs> like what is the no. uh, what's your goals now? Um, Getting the cover you know, band back together? Uh, God, no. God. <laughs> I leave that for karaoke nights. Um, yes. No, I am kind of like, I, I want to take this time and really just focus on like, again, I've missed so much of my daughter's life, like trying to um, get us to where we are now. And now we're here. And She's 10. She's got eight more years left with me. You know, I kind of want to spend that time and really just 100% be there. I don't want to miss another soccer game or another play or anything. I miss so much of her, of all the things that she was a part of because I had to work and I couldn't get out of it. And um, I don't want to miss that anymore. So I'm very fortunate that, um, you know, Arnold's is, it's really rare when you find, um, at least in the restaurant industry, someone who puts family first um you know normally restaurants are you you know you you cut a finger off you wrap it up with duct tape and you come to work like um which i've actually had somebody do they literally cut their hand on a saw and showed up to work and i'm like no go to the er like i'm not that person (laughs) i would not say stay i will i don't want you here around food go (laughs) and so yeah um yeah he yeah talk about a good worker um but Mm -hmm. you know i i'm fortunate that i work for somebody who is very passionate about my passions and about um being you know there for my daughter as well so um i guess you know these next few years i'm in no rush to open my own because i know how much of that time you give up yeah so i've kind of told myself you know when in in five years, Dre will be 15 and that will probably be the perfect time for me to then open up a restaurant and then she can work there too. And, uh, oh, <laughs> and yeah. um, I'm currently mm-hmm. filming a show, um, but I can't say much, but gonna explore a little bit of the TV um, route and see you know, what I can do with that. Um, but it's still like yeah. in the hush hush in the, in the way beginning stages. So. We're gonna see, um, you know, what that can do. As long as it doesn't like take me away from the normal life I finally have, <laughs> and so. Right. Um, but yeah, I think just gonna coast. You know, I've just I've gr- did the grinding work, and now I just want to relax and enjoy all the, um, you know, things that I have going for me right now. I just kind of want to enjoy it instead of keep working. Which are a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Well, that's what I was going to say. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, what I love about you too, is like you, yes, you worked so hard, but you're also giving back to the community, at least from what I saw. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like they're like, and I, I mentioned you were in part of the community, obviously, but there was a local segment I saw on YouTube and it was, uh, yeah, it was like, they were like, I think it was like local 12 maybe, but 
the there was this gal in the front of Arnold's and she was saying that you were doing a fundraiser for um ALS. So I was like, that's really great. How did that go? Was that all successful for you? Yeah. So um my sister-in-law passed of ALS um just oh, I'm a few so months sorry. ago. It's okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but we found out when I was on set actually for Guys Grocery Games had found out that she was diagnosed with a very rare form oh, wow. of ALS. And so okay. um uh she um she's young, she's 33. She has two young boys who were yeah, one and, and four. And so I knew with uh so with part of the winnings I gave to uh her and her family and um then for my um my show for like the release party or, or premiere party whatever they call it yeah uh, we raised yeah we raised a ton of money so we were able to give them a lot a lot of money which was great oh good um, and and yeah. uh, we we made we partnered up with listerman which is a local brewery here in town and they made yeah. a beer in honor of her um, yes and we were able to, it was great because she was there at my premiere party, um, which is the same day that we premiered the beer, um, you know, all of this around her and she was able to be there for it. And she did pass a month after. So it it, um, it aired October, what, 9th and she passed November 6th. Okay. Um, but she was there for that. So. Yes. yes, I'm very much uh, involved in that. And then um, I, I do community work. Like that's, there's anything I could ever do ever in my entire life would do to be, um, to run a nonprofit of some sort. Um, I'm very much any, anytime I do anything, I relate it to a charity of, um, of whatever I feel like I'm going to you know, focus on at that You moment. and I relate so, very well on this. Yeah. I yeah. Feel yeah. Mm -hmm. And, it's I'm involved in um, ongoing like five charities um, all the time, but I'm constantly mm -hmm. involved with five charities right now. So I uh, cook for Ronald McDonald House. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, La Soup is another nonprofit who they're fantastic. Um, they rescue food that's about to go bad from like grocery stores or. Yep farmers mm -hmm. they give it to chefs like myself and we turn it into meals for homeless people um and uh let's see i just my daughter and i actually through our cooking show raised eleven thousand dollars for her school last week um okay and we're able to purchase 150 laptops for the kids at her school who did not have laptops so they weren't being able to be a part of the online school program during all of this um so they yeah they, they didn't have the same education as let my daughter and all the other kids had. So when I found that out, that was again, like I, I like to use, you know, it's rare that, you know, you and I, we have a platform and yeah. people want to hear our voice of whatever it is yeah. we want to say. Um, and that's so rare. And I teach my daughter that all the time of like, if you do good with that, do change lives, like you can and you should. And so, doing our cooking show, you know, we had 10,000 people following, like we were able to raise $11,000 because of that. And yeah. we partnered up with a local um, nonprofit community happens here who also helped raise a big chunk of that money as well. So, um, you know, do good, no matter what, whatever platform you have, you should, it's just the right thing to do. Absolutely. That's what like, uh, we just did, I partnered with my boyfriend's podcast and there was a charity I had worked with last year on my birthday weekend. I did a show with them and it, I didn't even know about their charity until my friend was like, Hey, it's my birthday. And I was like, Oh, it's my birthday too. And he goes, well, we're going to do a birthday show and it's going to be in honor of this charity. And awesome. I did like, yeah, exactly. And that was really fun. And I, I got to meet the people there. So we just did like a fun little live stream. And then what I had was people would send me their donations in my inbox. And then I had a few uh, Casually Molly like merch mugs here. I don't know if I can Aww. get it on the camera, but yeah, they got a little uh, a rainbow on it. There we go. That's and so, yeah. And so anybody that donated, I had a few mugs left and rather than selling them like I usually would at shows, 
I put them in gift boxes with toilet paper and like cute little supplies. And I was like, happy Aww. quarantine. Here you go. Like we're That's casually awesome. quarantined together. Yeah. But it's, you know, and I, I try with my other shows. I did, there was one I produced and that was when Puerto Rico got hit by the hurricane. And yep. so, yep, I raised half the proceeds went to them. And That's then awesome. I, yeah, there was, it was, it's a good time. So I can relate to you how you want to give back. I, I, you know, it's, if you have the opportunity and the platform to do it, it always like, yes, like obviously it's fulfilling to give back like that. But I mean, it's just, you know, I'm sure you feel the same way. You work so hard to get to a certain point, but you never want to mm -hmm. leave behind those humble beginnings. And you know, when people mm -hmm. have gone through certain things, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'll ask you though, like on a, just a funny note. So you've worked in the restaurant industry for a while, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, was there anything like, did you ever come through an obstacle, like something like happened in the restaurant industry, something went wrong? Cause you know, you watch all these shows like MasterChef with Gordon Ramsay or, you know, or anything on the Food Network. And it's like, you know, just like on grocery games, you're like under the gun, right? And it's just like, I have to do this under a certain time. I have to make sure everything happens. Like, is that normally how it is in the restaurant industry as well? Or is it just, you know, lights, oh, yeah. camera, action? Yep. No, it is. <laughs> it is constantly on the fly. You know, a lot of things <laughs> that you were doing, it is on the fly. There are so many times. And I love that. Like, that's where I work really well under pressure. Um, mm -hmm. Me too. And yeah and so i i just love like those moments like the best that i can describe is you know like a battlefield and that's probably not a good like analogy but like you know the kitchen like you're in um you know you're you're the dinner service is your battle right and you're with <laughs> yeah. your you're with your team and um, or a game, that's probably a better way to say it. You know, you're with, uh, it's a basketball game or football game or whatever, and you're trying to win and the, and the winning is the, it's a great smooth shift. And there's always those obstacles that come your way. And just when you overcome them with your team, like it, and at the end of it, once the 845 hits and you're, you've cleared your rail and you just look, sit back and you look at your grill cook, your saute cook, your fry, your sa you know, you just look at everybody and you're just like, who hell yeah. Like, and there were so <laughs> many times though of the oh shit moments, like for a solid four hours, I was like, there was a lot of oh shit moments, but you have to keep it yeah. cool. Like that's the whole thing. It, and it's funny cause like, I'm very calm and collective. I, I don't, I, I don't crack under pressure it's taken me it's taken me a long time to get that way but like i finally am at that point where i'm not um and just i love that adrenaline rush and like how my brain starts just getting into that second gear whenever something happens like hey we're 86 this item and then you think back to like okay how do we make something on the fly so we don't have to 86 this item you know it's right. it's great and I, and i love like you know just that in in the moment you know they, they they have like those um memes where like the kids swinging in the on a swing set and there's like a whole building on fire behind them yes I know that is like my life <laughs> <laughs> on the daily <laughs> But it is like a very controlled chaos situation, but it's great. I mean, um, I, I mean, I love it. it it's um, another nonprofit who I partner up with is a rehab facility. So uh, my kitchen crew comes from um, their, their, their recovering addicts um, and they don't have much kitchen experience at all. So it's been really great that I've had the same crew with me uh, since I've been there. So about two years and they, I taught them everything. They started in the dish tank and I moved them up. I taught them their knife skills. I taught them how to make steak. I taught them how to make burgers. I taught them all these like gourmet plating techniques that like, and like to finally, like right before quarantine happened, I was, I was just sitting back in the kitchen and watching my guys just like run the show and like make those calls that I would have called or like cut that steak so perfectly and just to see their growth. And it's just, you sit back and you're like, this is fantastic. You know, like, yes. or there are times where like, I've been out of town and I had that crew running it. And when they would have that, oh shit moment, I got to figure out something on the fly. It's for me to hear about how they executed that. 
no different than how yeah. I would have ex executed it. It is like the most rewarding thing yeah. ever in my career. Yes, so. absolutely. Especially when you've worked with somebody for so long to like see like, it's just like what you talked about the payoff. And I'm sure they're mm -hmm. just like so excited to share like, hey, look what you taught me. This is what I've been doing. It's great. I, it's, it's probably the best positive feedback you could receive. Oh, yeah. I told them all the time. I was like, I've trained you guys to be great husbands. Now go off and make somebody <laughs> happy. We exactly. clean really, really well now because I'm so particular on cleaning. And now you're the best cleaner, the best organizer. You put things in alphabetical order and you can cook. Like I've set you off into the world. Go get married. <laughs> like it's right. I've done my job. I've mommed yep. the shit out. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> what That's I uh, what my kitchen is. It's a husband training camp, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of marketable, Kayla. There you go, the Cincinnati training camp. And it's like, yep. you know, you think you're just going to go in. They're probably like, oh, you know, she's just a girl. So I'm going to cook some meals. And then all of a sudden it's like head chef boot camp. I'm not afraid of yep. anything. So I'm gonna... I always <laughs> what is your my, favorite meal? Them. My favorite meal. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, I always, when I get asked this, it's always the same answer. It's something I've never made before. Okay. I absolutely love... I love just that's the whole the whole thing of like like making something that you've never made is why I fell in love with cooking. It's the process that you learn, the stories behind this dish, um, all the different characteristics, as well as like the scientific reasonings behind things like Indian food. I just did a um, or not just did last summer. I partnered up with Jose Salazar, who is a James Beard nominating Wait, award show. Yes. yes. Yeah, Salazar yeah. and OJ. Oh my God. Love yes. that place. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. So he is a good friend of mine and so talented. And so mm -hmm. uh he wanted he called me up and was like, Hey, I want to cook together. Let's let's cook something. And I said, Let's cook something we've never cooked before. And it was Indian food. And just for both of us, like this was a totally different territory for us, but like just Indian food and like why things are done the way they are like you can't just dump all your spices like you have to build your spices and toast your spices and like there are 16 different spices and like why this one is more than the other and like understanding the layerings of food and like that whole process of it and the fact that it took like hours to make one dish like i actually generally enjoy that because you're just i think as americans um we get into that like our culture is like cheap and quick, right? That's why fast food's so thriving here. We work a lot. We are all on budgets. Like we just want something in under 30 minutes for 20 bucks that feeds a family of four. And in the beginning, that's how, that's kind of like what my thing was when I was doing a lot of the live news segments was kind of doing those Rachel Ray spinoffs, I guess you'd say. <laughs> yeah. And then just kind of realizing as I've grown as a chef of like, no, we need to remember that food is that thing that brings families and people together, no matter what different culture you're a part of. We all have that one thing in common. We all have to eat. We all like, that's how you show your love to somebody or that's mm -hmm. how, you know, like you gift somebody something it's by food and labor of love and all those things. So I love like um, homemade pastas uh, I just did a gnocchi class and like just teaching okay. folks of like the simplicity of this dish. One, it's a pantry item dish. You have three ingredients. You got gnocchi, you know, and you always have those ingredients. You have potatoes, flour, and egg. You've got that in your yeah. pantry. And yes. and then just like that, you you know, the kneading of the dough and then you're making the pasta. Like it's just that labor of love. And during that time, if you know, you're Italian, I'm sure if you're making handmade pasta with your family, you're all around at the table with grandma, and uh -huh. you're probably talking different stories about when grandma was young or, or whatever gossip aunt. Yeah. So-and-so was a part of who knows, but like, Oh, totally. That, that is just, those are creating memories. And that's, that's, I mean, that's the long answer as to what I like. To oh, <laughs> I love it, though. I always was curious, because, you know, when you talk to different people, especially in the, you know, in the industry, I, you know, it's it's one thing to talk to somebody who probably, you know, you always hear like, oh, you know, I like this, I like this. But I love to hear, I think that's a, it's, it's a very interesting answer. I wasn't expecting you to be like, oh, like, 
it's something I haven't made before because normally like people are like, oh, I like this, I do this. And that yeah. I, I don't know, that's such humility. I, I really, it's very refreshing to hear something like that. Oh, <laughs> so <God>. I really <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, but I, you, mean, I cut just... you off earlier. Sorry, it's, go ahead. I cut you off again. Exploring. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. the whole thing about food is like being adventurous yeah. and exploring. Um, you know, I do uh, hate the term fusion, but I don't think anyone's came up with a different term for it. But like when you are blending, you know, different cultures into one, you know, I did a Malaysian inspired gnocchi. Like those are two dishes that are really odd and don't really go together but like it it blended very well so um i like i think my favorite cuisine is asian for sure so i definitely yes. i dabble in asian um mm -hmm. i have a jewish background as well which is very odd a filipino jew i, I don't know but um get it girl I, yeah <laughs> i know and so i did a matzo ball ramen um which is a kind of like the highlight at arnold's mm -hmm. when i when i release that dish every Jewish holiday. So nice. Yeah. So you've got all your bases covered. That's great. You know, I, I like I, I love it. You know, yes, you're the commander in beef, but you've got a lot of commands in different uh, pockets here, which is good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was, I was afraid of oh, my light went out. I was afraid of putting Oops. myself as oh, well, my light, I don't know what happened. Um, I was afraid of putting myself as <laughs> as commander and be for a little bit because I was afraid it was going to kind of limit me or put me in a box. And I didn't, hello light. Um, we're, just you guys, we're on a rave Actually, right I kind of love it. You knew this. <laughs> there it is. Um, oh my gosh, I love it. It's a good sense of humor to have. Stroke. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean like commander beef, I was afraid it was going to put me in that box of just beef, but um, you know, and even with the new show that I'm filming right now, um, yes, we're definitely playing along with my name and my tagline, Commander and Beef, but it's like I mm -hmm. I have to find ways to just, you know, explore my, you know, like what I can do as well. But primarily, I love beef. I love to break down beef. I love to cook beef. So that's kind of why I'm sticking with Commander and Beef. But um, I mean, commander and carrots doesn't sound good or commander, you know what I mean? Like commander and chicken, like, I don't know, commander beef. Just something about beef. It's just like the yeah. lion of the, uh, of the uh, meat industry there. I like it. Um, but you were saying earlier, you know, in your husband training, there was something that you said you always tell them and I cut you off and now I want to know. Oh, I always, always tell, tell my them. staff <laughs> that I train them to take my job. Nice. I, I, I train my staff, like I always say, like, and I, I've told, uh, I had a, I had a kid who worked for me when he, he started working for me at 17 and this was at nation. He worked for me for two years and I literally was like, he wanted to stay and become my sous chef one day and all these things. And I'm like, you are going places. So I either fire you or you go find another job because I can't have you stay here because you're just gonna want, you don't want to be the sous chef. I'm not saying this, the, the, the restaurant's fantastic, right. but like he no. is, I tell, I always tell him, I said, I'm gonna be working for you one day. And I'm still good friends with him. I still talk to him. I keep up with him. He is the sous chef at Fausto's, which is downtown, working for Tony Ferrari, who is a fantastic chef and um, restaurateur in the city. And I was so happy to connect those two together because uh, that kid is doing it. He's not even a kid anymore. He's 23 years old. He's a man, but um, to me, he's, <laughs> he's like my little brother. But um, oh, you know, I, I, I just want to give anyone and everyone everything I know and all the tools I have, which there are plenty of people who have way more. I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly like asking Jose and other chef friends like, what do you think about this? Have you ever done this? I've never done this. Can you teach me this? Like you have to grow, you have to learn. But um, yeah, when I when I train my staff, I always say I train them to take my job. You know, yeah. on a Friday, Saturday night, I'm in the dish pit with my dish boss. You know, he's grinding, and then I've I've taught him how to make burgers and steaks and stuff like that. So yeah, cool. Yeah. I think that's a great philosophy too, because you know, there's a lot of times where I, I talk to people um, and they're like getting trained for certain jobs. And it's just, you know, some people maybe don't have the same 
approach that you do. And they're, you know, they're really confused on how to carry things out. But what I love is that you're leaving your, uh, not, I guess, employees or people, you, your team, you know, in good hands where they feel confident enough to like follow their passions, just like you're doing. And they Absolutely. feel like they're, you know, you know, you'll be comfortable in the kitchen, which is great. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, now you're in your own kitchen, as we can see right behind you, which is kind of fitting yeah. for exactly. <laughs> I, I love it. It's actually really pretty. Um, <laughs> you'll have to come you see design my little mine. trophies. Like, hold up. Yes. My little wine yes. trophy shelf. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> I've got the whiskey over in mine. I, you nice. can't see it, but <laughs> Allie will tell oh, you. Wait, mine's back there. <laughs> There you go. You're like at the point. I'm like, it's like I point through my wall to my kitchen. But uh, what I'll tell you. There's, there's my child. Is that? Oh, does she <laughs> want to come right. over and say hi? <laughs> She's like, is come it here. Guy Fieri? <laughs> say hi to Molly. Hi. hi. <laughs> I just uh, I just saw that you were a Facebook live star, so I just wanted to say hello to somebody that's famous on these live streams. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, Dre, what's been your favorite part of quarantine with your mom? Nothing. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked drawing um, um, music hall. Oh yeah, we went for art class because now I'm a homeschool teacher. Um, mm -hmm. for art, this class, is good for moms to see. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, uh, we went to let's see, uh, Washington Park and sketched um, Music Hall and the picnic. Wow, yeah, we had a picnic. I was about in the to park. say, she did pretty good. She did pretty That's good. one of my yeah. favorite spots. There's the gazebo mm -hmm. over there and everything. It's a good place to sketch, so it's one of my favorite yeah, spots in Cincinnati. Time. Mom framed, oh, yeah, oh, bye. She's like, I'm done. She's getting her. She's getting snacks. <laughs> Ice cream. Right. I like it. Well, I mean, I'm probably going to do the same after this is done, being honest. So. <laughs> Beautiful. Actually, she's doing good. She went for grapes. Oh, there you go. Impressive. So uh, she's doing better than me. She's got the apple I know. watch. She's going for grapes. I mean, come on. She talked to Guy. I mean, it, this is a 10-year-old dream here. Let me tell you what. Yeah, she's doing <laughs> but, good. Uh, what I'll ask you before we end all of this out here, um, you know, I love your story. I love your passion for anything and what are anything, everything you do. Um, you have a lot of hats, which is great. You're doing like filming. You're still, you know, you have the cover band from your past. You know, you've got your <laughs> chef gear going on here. What I'll ask you is for anybody who's maybe interested in the chef industry or the food industry, excuse me, what advice would you maybe give to them? You know, maybe they're starting out, they're kind of unsure of like what steps to take. What would you recommend as a head chef here? Commander um, in Yeah, I always, um, gosh, it's a good question. I would say start from the bottom and work your way up. Don't skip steps. Um, mm -hmm. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Ray. <laughs> Uh, embrace if your first job in the kitchen is, um, you know, a prep cook. That's one of, between the prep cook and the dishwasher, those are the two most important jobs in the kitchen. Um, mm -hmm. They're the backbone of your kitchen. So don't so ever think you're above, um, you know, just study and learn and always ask questions and embrace the stepping stones that get you to where you want to ultimately be. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I was, I skipped that sous chef spot in my career and I really wish I would have had that opportunity. I'm so grateful that, you know, I, I was able to have an executive chef job at 24, but, um, you know, I was always in that position to have to, um, prove to people that I was worthy of the job, which you should always do no matter what, but. Yes. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't give them a resume and say, oh yeah, you know, I was a sous chef here, so I'm qualified for this experience. I've had this much management, you know, I didn't have that on paper. Right. I wasn't good. It was, it was who I am. I had to sell myself, which mm -hmm. made it that much harder. Um, but mm -hmm. to, to embrace those stepping stones to get you to that goal, no matter what your career is, but especially in the kitchen. I mean, um, 
Anthony Bourdain, he was a dishwasher, you know, and a lot of us chefs who I think there's a weird gap right now with chefs just because the industry's changed so much. So you, I come from the era of chefs where it was the Gordon Ramsay's where you had those assholes who threw stuff at you and you ducked and like, like I did, I went through that and I knew that's not who I wanted to be as a chef. I rarely, mm. I don't raise my voice really at all. And I don't have to, you know, I I'm with, yeah. I tell my staff all the time, I'm your coworker until I have to be your boss and please don't make me be your boss. Like just do your job. I want to have fun too. So, yeah. um, you know, just to embrace all those stepping stones, um, and, and get in the dish pit and get your hands dirty and, and help and, um, just, you know, be humble. I think that's just the biggest thing. And you have to be a really hard worker, but it's also important that this is an industry that will, um, it, it, it demands so much of you, um, physically and mentally, and that it's important that you don't forget about yourself along the way. And so, um, you know, for a while I did that and I missed out on a lot of years of my daughter's growing up because I put work first. Um, now granted single mom, I had to make ends meet so that I could be at this oh, yeah. spot now, but now I'm in that position where like, I will never work another mother's day because I don't want to, I want to mm -hmm. be there with my kid for mother's day where mother's day is the number one food busiest day in restaurants is mother's day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I told, you know, I, I will never miss another mother's day. I, I'm putting myself and my kid first and that's you deserve pretty it, easy girl. to, yeah, you mm -hmm. forget about that when you're in this type of field because you are so used to giving and that's what you are. You are giving to others the whole time. That's what hospitality is, is making someone else's night, you know, um, and being a special part of that experience. But you have to remember, you've got, you know, yourself to take care of too. So there's a lot Absolutely. of it, like a lot of things I just said in that one little thing. A lot of layers. <laughs> well, I understand because I work in the hospitality industry. I, yeah. I actually am a front desk supervisor at a hotel. So yeah. I, that is my day job. So, and we're connected to a restaurant. So every time like these poor servers, they're just like run, they're like, hi, can you put this, uh, order to their bill. Thank you. And Mother's Day, you're correct. We have the brunch sign and everybody's mm -hmm. like, where are we going? I'm like down the hall and to your right. And it is so crowded. I mean, I'm so happy, obviously, that it's so crowded, but right. it's, uh, you know, what you have to remember in the hospitality industry, it's very fast paced. You have to like, I, I'm, I'm kind of the same as you because there was a girl I worked with once and she's like, you're my supervisor. You don't really feel like one. And I'm like, no, I'm not because I'm like, I like to be social. I like to be your friend, but I'm like, please also don't let me Respect. like get upset with you. Yep. Yeah. And just tell upper management that you're a pain in the behind. So like, I don't want to do that. But right. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit with me. And I can't yeah, wait until well, like, you. yeah, I can't wait until we can personally hang out, you know, after yes. I, I love the Zoom, you know, the Zoom call here. It's great, but <laughs> I can't wait yeah, to like actually nice to, like, come have and face to face. <laughs> exactly. We can like talk more about theater and all the fun filming and all the stuff like that too. But what I'll ask you, we talked about handles and things like that. Is there anything that you need to, or you would like to per se, I don't think you need to, but promote or are there, is there anywhere we can find you on social media that you want us to follow? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's two things I like, um, you know, my Instagram is at commander in beef and it's the letter in not I in somebody already took I in, I need to find that person and pay him, I guess, to, for me to have <laughs> right. the I in. So commander my royalty rights. In beef on Instagram and then my restaurant, Arnold Cincinnati, um, you know, Arnold's has got such a, it's just itself is like an amazing establishment and I'm tying my show um, you know, I want to tie Arnold's into that as well. So if you follow those two, um, you know, you'll have access to, you know, I post my recipes on there and, and all the cool things that we're doing at the restaurant and, and whatever crazy stuff I got going on in my life, I like to put on there too. So, um, 100%. but yeah, I mean, right now, you know, we're in this weird, um, support obviously your local restaurants and all the small businesses and um continue doing that so no matter where you're yes. at 
Yeah, exactly. I agree. Well, I can't wait to get back again to Cincinnati soon. Uh, for those yes. of you who are following this, please remember to casually subscribe to the Casually Molly podcast. You can find us on YouTube now, also on Facebook, Instagram, follow, subscribe, do what you need to do. And then on audio, you can find us on all streaming services. Uh, but Kayla, what are you going to casually do now, now that our interview is complete? <laughs> Um, what time is it? 8.45? So, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's, that's a good plan. I like yeah. that plan. Me too, man. I, yeah. I felt bad about the Cincinnati. I was like, oh, it'll be at oh, 6.30. Yeah. And I was like, I, I told Allie what happened. And she goes, oh, that was the story of my life when I came to visit you. So don't worry about it. But yeah. Kayla, this was wonderful. I, I wish yeah, you the best. You. And again, I can't wait to meet you and you know, hopefully get back to this uh, new normal, as we call it. And tell Trey, thank you for being a part of the interview as well. Yes. So <laughs> That's the thing right now. They're all online chatting with their friends. That's like her oh, social yeah. life now. I can't peel her off that computer. <laughs> exactly. I know that's, that's about right. Well, thank you very much. And yes, uh, thank you. Have a good one. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. <laughs>